Welcome back, everybody, to I Don't Know Much, but this is your host, Mike Jones, and my esteemed co-host, Carrie Ann. Yes, hello. How's your week been? Um, all right, Wales again, on the weekend. Yes, mm. in that lovely cottage of yours. Yeah, um, I did see that you'd been out on the Wirral. Yeah, so um, Sunday morning, now, now, now me and my lady, um, now she has this bit of a thing, she doesn't think I can, I can wake up early in the morning. So she, she, and I, it's that's my right though, fault. Mike. That's that's true. I love a lie-in. <laughs> I do. I love a lie-in, and she's like a proper early bird, and I'm a night owl. Mm. So she said to me Saturday, "Wouldn't it be really lovely if we if we got up Sunday morning and went for a walk?" And I went, "Yeah, that sounds like a great idea." <laughs> but will you? I went, "Yeah, if you get up, I'll, I'll get up at what time?" About eight o'clock. It was. That's that's okay. That's all right. Yeah, I wasn't bad. I thought it wasn't Did bad. Did you do it? Yeah, yeah, we went for a oh. walk. We went round um, West Kirby Marina. Mm. It was beautiful. It's nicer. We went and got a coffee, um, and we just had a lovely walk around the marina, and it was seven degrees. It was one of those crisp autumn mornings. Mm. It was lovely, and there's loads of people out, and oh, everybody's got a dog. Yeah, are you not I a dog lover? A, I love dogs. Okay, I don't good. have a dog. I have a cat. You look weird if you take Put a cat on a lead. Put on a lead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. Just get it a lead, Mike. Yeah, I look like a proper weirdo walking, walking a cat. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd love a dog, but we don't live together at the moment, so it's kind of, it's one of those things Who keeps where the dog? Who keeps the dog? Who becomes dog, dog. daddy or yeah. dog mummy? So mm. it's one of those things. It's We've said that when we get to the point where we cohabit, mm. when that next stage of the relationship comes, to, to cement our relationship well actually <laughs> i said so funnily enough i said so yesterday so you can either have an engagement ring or a dog dog so, so i think we're having an time. engagement dog yeah. <laughs> put a bow on it yeah so yeah it'll be awesome, yeah so what you um, have him do you know yet a dog mm. i've no idea but it's called murphy oh, that wasn't okay. my name she said but well, it doesn't matter what we get it's got to be a, you know a dark colored dog and it's got to be called murphy dash out dash out you see you've got dash out two i have a rule mm. right i have a rule when it comes to dogs if you throw it a stick or a ball, if it's too small to actually pick the thing up in its teeth and run back to you, it's not coming in the house. Oh, no, they'll do that. They're small they? but mighty. Oh, yeah, they? yeah. But Probably trick you over with a stick as well. Small, mighty little legs. It's a little bit like me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a perfect dog. That's it's why I've got them. <laughs> Dogs are like their own. Long like. sausage body. Yeah, evil Very short genius. Legs. Yeah. Short legs. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, it's you, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so it's been, it's been a lovely weekend. Uh, a little bit of a mad one. Uh, for anybody who's listening who fancies a little bit of an extra listen, um, listen to the Wolfstag podcast because yesterday's episode was was conducted with a pint of Guinness in hand. Mm. Um, I'm throwing a little advert in now. This week's episode is sponsored by. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a mad weekend. And England won in the rugby. Yeah, I'm a happy bunny at the moment. We're the only home nation left. Although yeah, because Wales lost. Wales too. got knocked out by Argentina. That's right. I didn't yeah. watch it, but obviously living yeah. in a house with Welsh people. With Welsh people, and you were yes. going to know all about that. So it's been lovely. We've had fun times, haven't we? Yeah. We're, we're back here again in the lovely, lovely safety central in the mm-hmm. courtroom, which feels appropriate. It feels extra appropriate this week because after the break, we're going to introduce uh, our guest, uh, Claire Sarley. Now, Claire, if you don't know Claire, and some of you listen to it might do. Because once we've recorded this, she's going to tell everybody, all her friends. She's going to post it all across the social media. <laughs> she's going to be knocking on doors in the street. Sandwich board again. Sandwich board again. <laughs> walking through Chester High Street. It's very exciting. Yeah, <laughs> handing out donuts. Um, 
Yeah, so so Claire is ex-police and she now uh, runs an, an educational business that is all about um, the law and consent and it's directed at young people. Um, and we're going to talk some real topics about some of the perils, pitfalls, issues that our young people get themselves into. And in that matter, I think there's a whole load of adults out there that need to be educated mm-hmm. at the same time as well. So it's going to be... It's going to be a fantastic conversation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's going to be a good listen. Yeah, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So, go and make yourselves a brew. Maybe grab a bicky, come back, and when we start the second half, listen to what Claire's got to say. So, welcome to the podcast. Claire Sarley, how are you doing? Welcome, thank you for having me. This is a real delight, a really exciting time. Pleasure to have you on here. So, yeah, I kind of did, did a little bit of um, a half-cocked sort of like intro to what you do because what you do is is beyond really, I think, my explanation of, of what what your business is. Yeah, and mine. Yeah. And, and I've actually looked. And, and Yeah, and carry on to look to the website. website. So, yeah. from your point of view, tell us about what you do and why you do it. Okay, so I wanted nothing more than to either join the police or be a PE teacher. I wanted both massively when mm. I was young. Okay. Um, so that was just before the dinosaurs. <laughs> um, and I wanted You're younger than me. I, I've never been this old in my life. I've always been younger. Um, but I wanted nothing more than either of those. Um, my dad was in the police. My mum is... or. Yeah, she still is teaching, actually. Oh, My right. dad's retired now. Yeah. Um, but I, I like both of those jobs and wanted yeah. them both equally. Um, I kind of got them both at the same time. I did my degree and everything else and kind of got them both. Right. But the police, slightly before. The police was the one I wanted more. Yeah. Um, so I joined. I joined Merseyside in 1998. Yeah. Um, and it was everything that I ever wanted. Um, all my dreams had come true. I yeah. absolutely adored my job. Um, I think I've been lucky enough to work in every unit and deal with every crime that the kind of is. That's kind of a, an achievement in and of itself. Though, I isn't think really? so. Mm. I think, um, I mean, really obscure things as well. Um, sometimes I start my presentations with my business now and say things to the, you know, to the children who attend and say, I've dealt with big jobs and they expect <laughs> me to say something like some gruesome murder. Yeah. yeah. And I say, theft of milk. <laughs> theft of a pedal cycle um, and they're like is that it yeah um, wow. I'm like well you know it was it was good back at then so I think and that one of them I think probably one of the most obscure ones if you, if you want one out there was bigamy um, oh. I dealt oh. I was in CID and dealt with an offence of bigamy who on earth commit bigamy nobody do they because probably more than we'd like to well, yeah maybe actually yeah who wow. gets caught for yeah, it yeah exactly what was it back the in the days when it would have been yeah, easy to get away with don't it. get caught yeah thou shall not get caught yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but I uh, dealt, yeah, dealt with bigamy and I think people now don't even know what it is yeah um, but it was actually you can't say it was funny because we were in the police and you had to interview yeah. someone yeah. I was interviewing this lady um, she was a bit like Henry VIII, but the female version, and no one got their heads cut off. So she was... So she, she was, was the bigamist. Did you automatically think it was going to be a man? Yes, me yes. too. 
but no. Mm. Um, and she was just hilarious. And you can't really say that, but, but we were all crying on the interview, yeah. laughing, because we started off saying, right, okay, um, you know, you've married John. Yeah. Uh, um, she said, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, married John. Um, I said, did that not work out? And she said, well, it was all right. And she said, um, I said, <laughs> but the problem mean? is, <laughs> the problem is you then went and married Peter, which is fine, had you divorced or sadly been deceased or <laughs> yeah. deceased yeah. in good terms or whatever, I don't yeah. know, don't, from, yeah. from Peter to start with. And she's like, well, she said, oh, no, I just married um, the second one. That was just a laugh. <laughs> and it turns out it went on and on and on and she no no I divorced him I so divorced him I'm like no you didn't because we've got the records yeah. of birth deaths and marriages and you How are many? still married um, I think we got up to six <gasps> wow. but she swore half of them didn't happen one of them was on holiday and she was drunk um, yeah, see how that happens. But yeah. it was the funniest yeah. thing. I know it was the funniest interview I think I've ever done. And like people coming out saying, "If you just arrested and just interview sort for bigamy," and so I'm like, "Can you yeah. go to prison for that?" This sounds well, like a really stupid. It's question, wrong. It's a, in the UK. Obviously, you, yeah. you can't it's marry lots of people. It's so you would go to prison for that? Well, who knows? I'm asking for a friend. I don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually one know. One time, carry on. One at <laughs> a time. <laughs> I don't actually know what happened to her. <laughs> But um, but she was really nice, if that counts, um, when it I'm telling count. the CPS. It does count. Does she have yeah. to? She's all right. I mean, it sounds uh, like, I mean, unless she's right. defrauding people, it sounds like one of those that's not... Well, how would you feel, Mike? You know, with some your your husband number six and you know nothing about the others. Well, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty, yeah. She it's not must great, have moved on it? quite quickly then. You know, like... I don't she had any concept at the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> it baffles me how you manage to get round six husbands and not have them know. That's what what I mean. was she doing? Did she? I don't know. She I mean, without giving personal details away, did she have a job where she was kind of travelling with her work? I think she'd just forgotten. I think <laughs> <it was laughs> yeah. She'd forgotten who she married. Wow. But, but yeah, there was lots of different crimes, and I think yeah. I am. I think I feel lucky enough. The police gave me everything I wanted, so yeah. I. Um, For you know, knowledge, oh, of I, but yeah, dealing with so much, you know, so much different stuff, and I probably I always thought it was quite streetwise until I joined the police, and you go in at twenty two. Yeah. Um, and I remember being with my tutor, Con, um, and we first went to one of our first instances, and there's um, a woman trying to stab us with a knife. And I remember standing there thinking, oh, go on, stand, sort it out. Um, and he just looked at me and sort of laughed and said, go on then. And I thought, crumbs, what am I going to do? Mm. What am I going to do? She's going to kill us. She was all out. She wasn't happy. Um, and <laughs> she, <laughs> she really wasn't, wasn't happy. happy. <laughs> she was not year. happy. <laughs> <laughs> and armed. Um, yeah. And I remember thinking, I, I am actually going to have to do something. Yeah. Um, and so I think it just wakes you up into real life and, you know, real people's problems. Um, I was so lucky, though. I, I think I've been in every unit that I can think of. I went and um, worked covert for a while. Now, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Undercover? Yeah, but it was so interesting. But I, I kind of it, I stuffed that up on day one, though, on the course. So they send you on a course. Um, and... It, you had to prepare for the course. I'd ask people, you know, and I remember there was one guy and I'd seen him in the police station and I thought, look at the state of him. <laughs> and he had a tooth missing and he looked he looked dirty. Yeah. And he was in the police station. I thought, I wonder what he's done. And I noticed him thinking, I wonder what he's, he must have done something bad because he looks, he looks horrible. Mm. Um, and that was it. I just saw him in passing. A couple of weeks later, I remember seeing him again in the police station. He goes, hi, you're right. And I was like, who the heck's he? That was the guy. <laughs> 
And he was actually a cop. And I remember thinking, oh, my goodness me. Um, he was now in a suit. And I was like, I cannot believe. And anyway, I got talking to him and yeah. um, he told me all about things. Um, and, he, and, you know, and he said, go on the course. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. And they sort of ran that up, those operations. Yeah. Cause, and they were so good at what they did. Were you married with a family at that time? No. Right, okay, because I'm wondering how you no. go covert um, when you've got... Yeah, relationship. I was with, I was in a relationship with my husband now. Yeah. Right. Um, but I but no. So I used to. But it was brilliant. So they put me on the course, which was amazing. So I had to prepare for the course. Um, this I remember wearing. I've got horses, and I'd wear my um, clothes to the horse for about six weeks without washing them. Yeah. I then poured cider all over them. Yeah. <laughs> then tied them in a plastic bag and left them for another couple of weeks. So they were all like fermented. They stuck. <laughs> they were really rank. And um, went on the course. What year was this? Have we met? Because that sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) I went on the course, bought some stain equipment for my teeth, Mm. um, left my hair, didn't wash it, probably same same as most weeks now, but, (laughs) um, you know, um, so put some, like, grease on it to make it look dirty um, and went on the course. And day one, I put my outfit on, um, with teeth stones, thought, great, look good. I, I felt <laughs> sick on the smell of myself and embarrassed as well about other people on the course, thinking, I hope they don't really recognise me because that's not great. Um, went on the course, and the instruction was they drove you to a location, yeah. um, and it was Merseyside Police, but we a location in Cheshire. Yeah. And the instruction was, walk down that road and deal with whatever you see. And I thought, well, that's easy enough, isn't it? So... I walked down the road and literally within a few seconds there's someone in a house knocking on the window and signaling at me to come to them I thought is it them and I thought well it's quite obvious because they were really signaling you know come in come in and sort of waving to me to say come in um so I thought okay I looked around there was no one else that I could see so went towards the house guy opens the door come in I said oh cheers walked in and there's about six people in the room and I thought, wow, this is like the guy I saw in the police station. They are so good. Yeah. They are so yeah. real. It was amazing. People were smoking, taking whatever in, yeah. Yeah. What, whatever it was. Yeah, so My knowledge of, dr- of drugs wasn't mm. great. You know, we'd locked up for the odd bit of class yeah. A and cannabis and whatever else, but nothing. I thought, yeah. wow, look at this. And they were drinking. I thought, that's unusual because you can't drink yeah. on duty, can you? Look, But look at them. They're really in character. <laughs> It's amazing. I was there for about uh, probably a good hour. <laughs> and, bought, yeah, and, nice and bought a heck of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd already been to the shop beforehand to get myself changed from the notes that I had. So, because you don't want to yeah. turn up. Please, can I have some smack, please? <laughs> yeah. And produce, you know, with 20, 40, whatever pound notes. Yeah. You've got to have the right money and you've got to be scrounging around for the money. So I bought all sorts um, I had a lovely cover story in place, and it, it worked really, really well. So I was so proud of myself. After about an hour, I thought, I am bored now. And I was going to say, should we wrap this up? <laughs> oh, and I was thinking, but they're so real. At one point, one of the guys in the house came right up to my face with a hammer. Uh, and he said, who are you getting this for? And I thought, oh, wow, he's so good. He's, great he's so convincing. And I said, oh, my boyfriend or something else. And he went, whatever. And like moved. I thought, he's so real. It's un- unbelievable. Yeah. Um, anyway, I then said, I'm going to go. 
thinking this is yeah, really dragging on. Yeah. Because there's other people on the course. They've got to do all this. Yeah. Thought we'll be here all night. Um, and it was it was in the morning, like ten o'clock. So a, you know a sociable hour. Um, but I bought all sorts. So I left with my drugs. Got to the door. Went to open the door. <laughs> and the guy, the door was locked. I said, "Oh, can you open it?" And he went, "No." I said, "What do you mean, no?" Um, I said, "Just open the door." I said, "I'm yeah. going." And he said, oh, and he wasn't happy. And then he went and got some keys, let me out, yeah. opened the door. Literally, the door hadn't even opened. And I was gripped, <gasps> taken. I had no clue. It was it happened so fast. Mm. Thrown in the back of a van um, with police officers saying, OK, stand down, Mike Warren, which is the helicopter, uh, stand down custody. We found her. Um, and I was taken up and I couldn't believe you didn't realize no idea and meanwhile they're saying are you okay are you okay I'm like yeah I've bought lots yeah. of drugs yeah. <laughs> um, and a lovely morning yeah it was it was incredible and they basically said I mean this is like this is years ago so yeah. you know things it things wouldn't have happen now. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, no. but they basically said they dropped me off turned the car around which put the guy at the end of the road waiting for me to sell me a little bit of cannabis um you never turned up he said she's not here because you dipped into this house before yeah, you got there. They yeah. said we literally turned the car around and you're gone. Can I just clarify? You were dressed smelling of oh, cider yeah. and I look yeah. choice. Yeah. <laughs> I look class. I had that in my head. Yeah, it was. Um, so anyway, um, that was that. But I thought, oh good. Well, hopefully I've passed the course because I have mm. purchased some. You've had some reasonable equipment. Um, yeah. Um, and anyway, at the end of the course, I was quite disappointed. But it's crazy. I'd, we had all sorts of superintendents and everybody come to see me and I thought they were just being nice. It was part yeah. of the course, but I think it was a welfare thing. But anyway, <laughs> um, but they said, um, they, 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 you know, after it, at the end of the course, everyone was going, well, you've passed, haven't you? And I said, well, I don't know. It seemed to go quite well, but I've gone to the wrong place, which yeah. wasn't ideal, was it? Yeah. Um, and anyway, the superintendent said, right, okay, you've passed, but we're not going to use you for street jobs because you look too well, you know, you're tanned, you look healthy. Yeah. And I was so upset. Oh, but how funny, though, that you're upset, that you that look you, well. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably the only you time look, in your life that's actually going to be. You look too posh yeah. for this. Oh, exactly yeah. that. And there was another girl, she passed, and I thought, I wonder how she feels. Yeah, that's what it was. She went and, home and but, tanned up. But I remember <laughs> thinking, oh, that's really naff. But then they said, we will use you for club jobs, which was wonderful. I bet. Because what they did then is gave me money and took me out and I went clubbing. And you left this job because why? Oh, I know. <laughs> that, I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think got older. Got just, older, so you don't go yeah. to clubs when you're like yeah. 327, do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was a brilliant, brilliant time. And I think yeah. through that, so that sort of led me into different paths, working in intelligence, which always makes me laugh, me and intelligence. Come on. <laughs> Come yeah, but on. you must be very, very good at what you do because people who go into the police, they don't generally don't manage to work their way all the way through the ranks, do they? And, you know... Not necessarily ranks. I only did my sergeant's exam which yeah. I did pass mm. but never got promoted um never really wanted to because yeah. I think the more you get promoted maybe the more responsibility and yeah, yeah. the more you can't be a clown um, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and it kind of, of it removes you from yeah. <coughs> the action 
Yeah, Does absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You're more yeah. paperwork, office based. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I really, really, really enjoyed what I did. Yeah. Really, it was, I did everything that I loved. I used to love going to work and I used to think, do you know, it's like having a night out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, or a day out. That yeah. Mornings, I wasn't great because, I, you know, you were saying before, weren't you, about getting up. Because, yeah. like, when it was 7 5, oh, I used to take leave on those days because 7 5 is <laughs> pants. Yeah. Yeah. All my holidays you used up because I have to, early shifts, not for me. Yeah. I used, yeah, I used to feel rotten all mm. day on 7 5. So I quite like nights because anyone you see out at night they're probably doing something wrong because they are are Um, you still not an early riser um i've got my horses so i probably have to be to some extent that's hard work i'm a night person i think you said as well didn't you mike you're a night person yeah i'm naturally a night owl yeah i am i'm not i have to be in bed earlier actually no thinking about it i don't think of anything anymore i I think i'm just tired yeah (laughs) permanently tired horses are hard work aren't they you've got to be up early well i have a problem with horses i'm looking for if anybody knows if any of your listeners know of any Mm. help groups for addiction Oh. To buying horses. horses. Oh. How many do we have? Now that's a personal question, <laughs> Carrie. Um, and what I've had to do now is to protect my husband's sanity. Oh, does he not know? Well, oh, he is knows this confession I've, time. No, he does. Do he, do <laughs> yeah. he does know. But I've started buying them the same colour. Oh. So then I said, same one, love. <laughs> it's same, the same one. one. It's the same one. He's like, is that? Am I seeing double? And I, I, I know, no, I see that's one. That's a really good tip. That's like me with trainers. Yeah. repeating the same pair yeah. over and over yeah it's them. easily done though isn't it so I'm actually looking for genuinely some kind there must be some kind of help group because I know I've got lots of friends and they have the same addiction as me horses yeah, yeah. yeah. my H-A, friend has two she would have more if she could have more oh it's horses. easy to get them yeah but uh, to be fair everything I've got now I've got five and mm. one's in foal oh. so that's like five and a half isn't it I know I love oh. five and a oh. half but um, but everything I've got I really really like they are all quality beautiful horses and I'm so lucky is that what you do for your downtime um, do you ride or do you I try to if I've got time but yeah. I'm busy with them but I get so I do get up early and answer yeah. to your first question yes. to sort them and that probably goes on all day and I have to like nip out to work in between yeah. and do different things I know yeah. it feels like work's a kind of like an interference yeah. sort of like the I know it's, it so is I know yeah. but horses are mega full time but yeah aren't they just but, but they are beautiful yeah and if you are into your horses and you love horses you love horses like I yeah people I obviously my friend Jess she's yeah. got two and it's in her entire life like the weekends are spent, she goes eventing with them and does all these different things. And I sometimes go and support her when I can. Um, I can admire a horse. I, I am, I, yeah. you know, they're amazing creatures, aren't they? Yeah, beautiful. But they do scare me a little bit. Yeah. It's simply because they, they're so powerful, aren't they? That really, if they decide, oh, I've had enough, off you pop, then they do what they like, really, don't they? Well, that's quite funny. I've got one horse in particular now his name's mm. hercules mm. he's two and a half and i had a hell of a year last year because one of my youngsters um peaches was poorly she'd flipped herself in the field and must have cracked her spine or oh. something and she was literally full on the floor so she was really ill for about six months it was horrific and i thought was going to lose her yeah. um on the back of that my other youngster got seriously ill now these horses are beautiful um sometimes he looks like he's not even real because he's so beautiful he's palomino which is the like gold color with a white mane and tail both of the youngsters are and they're they're just stunning um but herky herky as we Mm. call him herky turkey he um (laughs) he was so ill he got 
And I always feel like I have to justify myself. I had wormed him, but it had been the wrong one, apparently, from what Mm -hmm. I was advised. And he got insisted red worm. And I saw this horse losing weight by the hour. I've got the most wonderful vet who's in his 80s, but he won't be happy for me to say that because he's (laughs) like he's 20, but he's the most magnificent, wonderful vet, um, Brian. And he helps me with all of my ill animals. And to date, he has brought everything back. We worked like mad with Hercules to get him better. Um, and he's come back and he's he's just magnificent again. He went from literally being on yeah, death's door. I put everything at it. It cost me thousands of pounds. Yeah. I li- even got a spiritual healer. Oh, okay. um, I heard about that horse whisperers. Yeah, yeah I put everything at because I thought I am going to lose him. Mm. So I'm going to try everything. You'll yeah. try anything. Yeah. Right, oh, absolutely. And is he back to full? He looks magnificent. The only problem is, Carrie, he mm. looks too well. So if you see any of my Facebook things with Herc on it, yeah. at oh, any point of the day, he is he's the naughtiest horse That's I've it, ever see. owned. They It'd be do. hilarious if I yeah. didn't own him. <laughs> they, they do, this is what Jess says to me, like they do as you ask pretty much, but occasionally, like, you know, as you're approaching a jump, things like that, they can be like, no. Don't want to do I'll that. Forget. Yeah, <laughs> and then she's on the me. deck, you know, with An two involuntary dismount. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes they can be assholes, like any animals, <laughs> but... With a horse, it's a lot of animal, isn't it? Well, they I look are forward to so who's going exactly. to ride him, because mm. right now I cannot see myself so ever sitting powerful. on that. So He's like powerful. Pegasus. Yeah. yeah so yeah. when did you get into the horses then? Was that, is uh, that something from childhood, or yeah. is this from later? I think this might explain my addiction. It's quite funny that, because I always wanted a horse more than anything. I used to write listeners. My parents aren't into yeah. horses at all. I don't think they'd recognise one of my horses in a line-up of yeah. one. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, but I, I just loved it, and I'd I'd do anything, I'd spend all weekend, it was the day before mobile phones, you know, you'd go out all day, go riding on your own all day in the middle of nowhere, no one had a clue where you were, it was all yeah. beautiful, yeah. Um, and I used to just permanently, probably similar to now, smell of horses, <laughs> I, I just, I didn't wonder what that was, yeah, <laughs> me. Um, and, and I think when I got older, I can control that myself, I can buy them yeah. for yeah. myself. I think there might be something like that going yeah. on. So some days I'm just... giving yourself what you didn't get when you were little. So yeah. you're now you're indulging yourself. Maybe my mum bought me my first horse, Sam. And mm. I remember just like couldn't believe it when she said I was getting him. Just yeah. just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, but I think this is what's led to the addiction. Yeah. Well, it's a nice addiction. I, I think yeah. so. Yeah, there's and worse I, things you yeah, could be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it. sometimes I bring them all in. And just look at them and brush them and <laughs> My talk to them. I do. It's like a little riding <laughs> yeah. school, but it's all mine. <laughs> yeah, it's all mine. I know. It's, uh, I it sounds like you've got it. a large-scale Sylvanian families or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is really. Yeah. So when you're not at the stables... Oh, with got, all the horses. Yeah, I've got loads of things in my my life is just chaotic at the moment because there's only one else like that where it's just busy. Oh yeah. Yes. It's horrible and though. Let's not forget that earlier on <laughs> when we all got together we went. We could totally do something else together. Oh <laughs> let's yeah, add to yeah. Let's take some more. Yeah, yeah let's behind take the some scenes, guys, we were sort of like where we are now because of, of prior to it's pretty much we've done this each time we've we've had a guest in the yeah. studio at the moment. We'll we'll do a, t- uh, a tour of, of this particular venue, which is it's magnificent. It's, it's it mad, really is. isn't it? Yeah, and it just inspires 
thoughts, creativity, ideas. So we were gathered around where we kind of going, people. what can we do here? What yeah. can we do? How can we? I'm sure we will watch this space. And we will, yeah. We'll I'm find sure. time somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there's always, there's always way. It's amazing. really wonderful location. Yeah. We don't need all those box sets. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't watch it anymore, or Mike. I just read. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. So around that, horses, extra things that we're all going to take on, you've got Clarity One. Yes, I have. Um, so that was the initial question, wasn't it? Oh, we, we always, yeah, we, we'll we go. always, we'll go, we go all the way around. We go round about, yeah. we'll back So yeah, joined the police, did everything I wanted to do, felt super, super lucky. Um, but I always think, sort of one life isn't long enough, is it? No, just, not for you people do, like us. Yeah, who's, who, who are manic. Yes. Um, and I just thought, I want to do other things. I did my degree in peace, sports science, so still did fitness, mm. um, taught loads of, until June this year I've stopped but taught loads of fitness classes whether it be aqua uh, water fitness spin legs bums tums tone um, anything at all zumba that's quite fun isn't it nice yeah. little dancey yeah um, and this is you teaching this stuff yeah okay. so um, I had all that I had like a little fitness business going on as well which was just add to it add to the yeah. mix just keep going why not um, so now all I do fitness wise really is um, a coach for Cheshire County Netball um, on our S&C, strength and conditioning. Um, but I do that because it's just a really positive yeah. environment, yeah. really good. I have some old uni friends that play um, netball, and they love it. I can tell by their oh. Instagram posts. She'll probably be listening to this. You oh, know who you I are. hope so. It's a fabulous <laughs> game. Yeah, and she absolutely adores it. Yeah, although I played with my daughter. My daughter's been doing really well. Layla is my daughter, and she's 14. And everything she's trialled for, she's got into, and she's been just, like so successful with it yeah. um but then i see that and i enjoy watching them more because they are all so good they're 14 but they are wowzers yeah. and then i was lucky enough to play a game uh, with her um i think i was goal attack she was goal shooter we both play shooting positions and anyway someone had videoed us and when i watched it back i thought oh no why have they put me in slow motion <laughs> <laughs> and then I, oh no they haven't no, and in my head i'm really trying but by the look at it, I really should stop. Don't compete with a 14-year-old. Um, no. no yeah. um, so I still play for some poor team, and I'm always like, if you need me, I'll play. We'll do yeah. it, yeah. But as soon as you've got seven, I'm like, oh, thank goodness yeah. for that, I'm out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's nothing to do with the question either. No, so, but we, um, like, we like to know all about so, it. You have yeah. a rich and varied life. With, yeah. with uh, do, do people so often say to you things like, slow down, oh, stop very doing much so much? So. Some people, they don't get it. Like, I'm okay, uh, this is me. I don't know, I don't know if they, are they okay, Carrie? I don't know, because, like, I think it, by uh, summer holidays, I was that manic, I used to feel dizzy. And most of the stuff would be in my head, and people are saying, oh, get a diary. And I'm like, yeah, nice one, I've got a diary. But then loads of it's in my head yeah, as well. Yeah, and you forget yeah. to look at the diary. I haven't got time to look at the diary. Yeah, that's I haven't got I'm time like, to write yeah. it in the diary, so keep it in my head. Um, and then there'll be the kids' stuff. There'll be my stuff. There'll yeah. be work stuff. Um, I, my work jobs will always be in the diary. Yeah. But then the other things, like someone will say, oh, could you coach for us here or could yeah. you do... And I'm like, yeah, and that's in my head. And that goes on and it's manic, isn't it? And then at the start of the summer holidays anyway this year, I thought, right, do you know what? No, I'm going to do anything. I'm going to have the summer off with the kids. I've got yeah. two kids. I've got you know, Theo who's 12, Layla who's 14. Um, and I thought, I just want a summer with them. I, you said before about Wales. I've got a yeah. caravan in, in Neffin in North oh, Wales. Oh, I'm in Clithvine. 
So I can't say that, so I couldn't have a car. <laughs> <laughs> you will have drove, drove through it to get to Neffin. I'm four miles away. Really? I say I. I am not at the moment, but that's where our little house yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, we're not recording for a while. It. And it's, it's oh, beautiful. It's yeah, just, it's my favourite part of the UK. Do you go there, and then sometimes I go there, and, and life's manic, and I go there, and I'm like a cat on a hot tin roof, because I'm like... There's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. And I start almost having palpitations. No, no, see, I'm the opposite. That's the place that I go to where I completely exhale and then everything just simmers right down. That happens 24 hours later, Ah, I find. No, well, it happens as soon as I drive in. Yeah, it's. But funnily enough, I think, see, I fell in love with the place because it was the four days after my dad's funeral was the first place we went to um, for like a mini break because it had been a lot and I actually remember getting there and thinking it's the first place that I took a breath in weeks. And I, I don't know whether it's that that subconsciously makes me love the place because it reminds me of the first time I went like, oh, you know, or whether I actually just... Yeah, you could breathe. Yeah, again. but I get that feeling every time I drive in. Um, it's just a really special place for me. Aww. Yeah, for I pro- us, I've seen photographs mm. of, and videos that you've yeah. posted of this place and it oh. is, it's, it's coastal yeah. and it's... Remote. It is. And do you know Ian and Brown? Stone Rose is Ian Brown? Singer? No. Come on, you're a girl yeah. in the 90s, surely. <laughs> well, he's Stone Roses? Well, yes, but I know nobody. I'm not very... Yeah, well, yeah. He, <laughs> he she's, she's not down with the kids. He's, he's I'm very... Not, I'm so not. <laughs> he, uh, he had the house across the road. Oh, okay. where the Oh, is. lovely little Doesn't name anymore. to drop there. I'll yeah. see it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he actually said that he wrote a lot of his music while he was there. Because wow. it's so beautiful and like used to go and sit up on, there's a hill behind the cottages yeah. uh, where you can watch, he said, shooting stars and stuff and he'd go up there and pen his music. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it's just got a That's real magical, special, it? it's just, yeah, it's, it's got something about it. Yeah. It's very nice. You're going to love it. I will. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. Also really, yeah, yeah. Mm. So yeah. do you find it, <laughs> do you find it difficult then to come down because you are, because everything so far we it's haven't manic. even got onto. It's just your like core business no, it's at the just, moment. I know. Do you find it difficult to come down? at this stage? Um, <laughs> so yeah. So at the start of some holidays, I thought right, I'm doing nothing. I did the odd bit of work here and there. Did some voluntary work, which is so rewarding. See, I'm off again on another tangent now. Um, it was a lady who comes to my fitness class, and she said, "Do you fancy coming to do some sit fit with the, the old guys and girls that are?" I said, "Love to." So oh, I take sorry. sit fit. Oh, yeah, is this where you can exercise? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, um, myself and my daughter go into the care home, yeah. um, probably about once a month or something, and we do some kind of sit fit quiz, music, dancing, singing. Um, and the last time that I went in, it's lovely because you see them all; they light up almost, and I don't mean that in a patronising yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. But they normally sit there and they do; they don't speak to each other. They they just sit there and. The last time I went, it was lovely because at the end, because they're nice and they they, mm. they warm to us and they they love Layla. They make um, or they don't make, but I say I'll do as a handstand Layla, and she's really good, really flexible Aww. into a dance. And they're like, oh wow! <laughs> um, and I do the splits for us, Layla. And they're like, oh, and they it's like a fireworks show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and then at the end of last time, I said, right, okay, let's open up some discussion, shall we? Mm. And they'll they'll look at me, and I said, um, so. What have you ever got away with? All the things that you've ever got away with. And 
they all start laughing and giggling. Yeah. <laughs> and I even Mike's smiling now thinking, oh my goodness. Oh, where are we going? Oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and one lady said, she, she was quiet and she looked at me and she said, and she was, she's in the 90s, and she said, but we don't know we have yet, do we? Oh. And I thought, oh, yeah, true, isn't it? That's a, that's a uh, yeah, that's yeah. an answer, isn't but it? But then they started to speak, it was really nice, because they started speaking to each other. There was one lady, I said, I said, oh, I take it we're all from, it was in Chester, yeah. so, or it is in Chester. Mm. I said, I take it we're all from Chester, knowing that it, yeah. they wouldn't be. Yeah. So one lady says, oh, no, I grew up in Ireland, and she said, and I live there, and she starts talking, and I thought it was quite nice. And the lady opposite says, that lady over there... Um, I've just heard her say she lives in Ireland, or she lived, I lived in Ireland too, but the fact that she called her that lady, and they're in the same care home, yeah. and she didn't know her name, yeah. and yet they've got things in common, yeah. and I thought, oh, so it's you sad. a conversation for them. Massively, and then there was other people, so no, I, I've lived in Germany, and it, it just got, it was really interesting yeah. to see them, so, so next time I'm going to do that, I'm discussion yeah. about something, so if you've got any um, so thoughts about a topic line. Well, we, yeah. we've got plenty, <laughs> yes. with you. Yeah, 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 we've got plenty, I mean, funnily enough, you, you talk about that, I, mean, I know we're going off kilter a little bit here, <laughs> but my partner actually works in the Northwest's first intergenerational care facility, so oh, she oh, runs yeah, the she nursery part oh. of it, so she works with the, with the children. But the, the children's nursery is part of a larger facility. Um, it's on City Road in Chester. Yes. And uh, it's, it's uh, I don't want to say a care home, it's it's a residential yeah. home for... Assisted living kind assi- of thing. Yeah, there's some assisted living, there's people... You, you, I mean, the only entry requirement for it is you have to be over the age of 55. Yeah. So she keeps looking at me going, you could have one of these soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's got you lined up. <laughs> so as long as you cook for me all day, I'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, but they do, they, they, they bring um, the old folks around and they bring the children around and they get them interacting with each other. Oh, it's so nice. So, the, you know, the old folks will read stories for the kids or the kids will do stuff and, you know, the old... You know, the old it's really good. old folks, that sounds patronising. It's good for... The elder residents. And it's for their... Especially for some of them who live with, like, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, yeah. those sort of, you know, degenerative conditions. Degenerative conditions. Put your teeth in. Yeah. Um... You know, what it does for them is just incredible. Yeah. And it doesn't take much time either. I don't think you have no. to give a lot to get a lot of reward. Yeah. And, it, you know, I do I that because I think it just, it feels nice. It it's does, just, yeah, yeah. It's really rewarding. And I enjoy it as well, you know. Yeah. It's a joyful place. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the point when people like us are so busy, which outwardly to the world, I've had some comments and I've been like, oh, cheers, where people are like, oh, you know, you just make it, you, I just look at you and I'm tired. And I'm like, well, yeah, but... The stuff that we're working in, that we're doing, we're not sat in one place. It's not that type of job. So we are going to be all over the place. And the fact that you're sharing on socials or whatever and you're busy, it's because you're enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's not the kind of it's not the kind of work that you're bored of it's the kind that feeds your soul yeah we're not working in a factory no. we're not sort of yeah. like sat at a desk all it's, day it's doing really rewarding things. because yeah. it's varied yeah. and we tend to be working with people and, and bringing out the best in them maybe uh, yeah i think i think that's very yeah. true i think um and back to your question sorry yeah. can um, you rest so, <laughs> no um, we can't uh, here we go again she's like a politician she's ducked it for the know, past 40 minutes <laughs> so um summer holidays decided to do nothing odd bit of work but nothing significant and I knew I'd had a great time at the end of the summer yeah. because it was the Sunday night or the night before, we were, I can't remember they went back to school midweek, but it was the night before they went back to school and I looked at my bank account and I had £6.9. Yeah. And I thought, I am so thrilled. 
I thought I'd bought a Mercedes, I'd bought a quad bike, I'd bought two horses, <laughs> I'd been on holiday to the caravan every week. I'd had a ball. I mean, the kids had had such a good laugh. Brilliant. I was made up that I had £6.9. Anyway, it's luck, whatever. I felt so jammy. Um, the next morning, <laughs> oh, I got some invoices paid. They paid me. I was like, get in! <laughs> get in! I can, I can eat it's again. It's the universe. And you bought another horse. I, I know, that's the problem. Yeah. yeah, it was so lovely. So, um, so then it's got massively busy again. I've gone crazy again, and I need to have that little rain yeah. check yeah. because I don't actually think it's healthy. No, and not it's to be all like, though. Um, with you running your own business now, yeah, I think you're out to prove that you can. Yeah. And my husband said to me probably about three years ago, "If you're not proven that you can, you're all right." Mm. Yeah. Um, because so obviously in the police, um, it's nice, isn't it, being employed where you just turn up, do your job, go, go home. home yeah. You don't think. Um, but I always felt that there was something more I wanted to do. Yeah. Now, I said initially I wanted to either be a, a teacher yeah. or um, a police officer. Got the police first. Brilliant. Yeah. Did um, 10 years with Merseyside Police, 10 years with Cheshire. Um, loads of experience. Brilliant. But I thought, I wanted something, other things that, you know, life's too short for that one career, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. it is. Um, yeah. And I thought, right, okay. Um, I worked in the rape unit in the police. Yeah. Um, Cheshire, Merseyside. With or, Cheshire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, it was the busiest unit in any major really? police force. Now, um, that's a surprise straight away to me. Mm. And I remember when they first asked me if I wanted to go there, and I'd had my son, and I thought, no, I really don't. Mm. I really don't want it. That sounds so depressing. Yeah. No, I don't want to go. And they said, well, it will be good. I'm, I'm like, good, it sounds dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and anyway, they assured me you'll be busy. I'm like, really? Yeah. And based on the fact that I don't know anyone yeah. didn't, who had mm. been raped and didn't know any rapists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so you thought. Well, yes. Yeah. So And so my experience of sort of sexual crime was limited. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I went. I went to the rape unit and, wow, they were right. It was so busy. Wow. It was so busy, like you wouldn't believe. Everyone was stressed. Everyone was um, flat out. Um, you were pulled in every direction to do every job. Um, I was fortunate in that I worked part time. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I saw how, you know, just how impactive and these crimes were to people. Um, and I don't mean this to offend anybody in any way, but there was sometimes it never applies. It doesn't matter what you are, whether you're rich, poor, skinny, yeah. fat. Um, wealthy, um, educated, clever, not clever, um, in a relationship, not in a relationship, it doesn't matter what you are, that crime is applicable to everybody in society and does happen to people. Um, Just on a reassurance note, yes, it was the busiest unit, but while I was there, the eight years I was in there, we only dealt with, to my knowledge, Mm -hmm. two stranger crimes. Right. So therefore, Interesting. Yeah. it would suggest that although it's the busiest unit, although we didn't really deal with strangers, so the stranger ones are the ones where some lunatic accosts yeah. some poor Unknown person to the yeah, victim, and takes yeah. them off somewhere, you know. And yeah. Now this is the thing, this is where most fear, I think, yes, is derived is. from, isn't it? It's from that stranger danger, but, yeah. you know, on that I teach, it's, it's part of my work, I teach safeguarding. And that's one of the dreadful things when I teach, you know, 
with children, with the abuse of children, is as much as you talk about stranger danger, the vast majority of those crimes are committed by people the child knows. Absolutely. You know, somebody that's already in their lives. Yeah. And we completely sometimes a blasé about the danger in the home, the danger on the doorstep. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know how to educate for those stranger incidents. If if you are unfortunate enough to meet somebody who is a psychopath, lunatic, and has that intention, I don't know what you do. There's things like you could maybe keep your phone with you, maybe go in a lit-up area, um, maybe tell someone where you go and walk with somebody. Which we do, Um, don't we, as as females, even males. But but to put on a positive, those stranger incidents don't really happen. So therefore, it's somebody that you know. So in that unit, I was going to a lot of incidents where they knew each other. Yeah. Um. And I remember thinking, how do you educate about this? How do you stop yeah. this? And I'm, I'm not taking away, please don't misinterpret what I say. If you don't consent, you don't consent. And, yeah. and I'm not talking about that. But there were some times where I thought, how would we have prevented this happening? Yeah, yeah rather than dealing with the after effects, yeah. what can we do That's right. and to the try police, and stop this? The police yeah. are reactive. Naturally, yes. because yeah, how could they be That's proactive? the end point, isn't it? So it's, 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 whistles yeah. or alarms, yes. or, you know, but the police are reactive. They, they're notified when something has happened. And I don't yeah. remember ever sitting in the police station, getting a call saying, oh, can you go to Barbara's for a coffee? She just wants to say hi. Yeah, yeah. It was exactly. always when something's bad's happened, they yeah. say, can you come and help so us? So it's not victim blaming, but it's absolutely what do we do for self-defence? But what? Which is a different, it's a different thing. Yeah. Well, I saw it more that it was more about life skills, yeah. The yeah. prevention has to be through education, and I am genuinely welcome if anyone's any ideas of how else you look at a prevention measure. Please yeah. let me know. Well, we do have an email for that, so if anyone listening to this, genuinely, does, if anybody wants to yeah, write into the podcast, we please welcome do. it. And it's on the, yeah. the, the email address is on the the, the website. Thank um, you for that. No, yeah. That's that, that's strong. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was looking at maybe ways to prevent. In some circumstances, I'm not saying about those stranger cases or anything, you know, where you're held at knife point or even just can't say no. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not criticising or judging anybody. Yeah. It, the offence is what it is. Yeah. Um, and I agree with the law on it fully. You know, I think it's strong. The you know section one of the Sexual Offences Act 2003 yeah. is awesome. It's written yeah. to incorporate every wrong crime and everyone who doesn't consent. Yes. So um, I think a lot of it, though, can be about life skills. And when we look at things about self-confidence, self-awareness, and just to build those, those attributes of yourself. So I do some presentations, which is about relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what relationship do you have with yourself? Yeah. Mm. Identifying healthy relationships, because naturally, if you know what a healthy one is, you've got every chance of knowing what exactly. an unhealthy like. yeah. Yeah, one yeah. is. Yeah. And you know when something's wrong. And I always think, you know when something's wrong because your gut tells you. And if you... You do. That's so you, true. It's, it, if you don't think it, I don't think unless it's in your gut and you think, I shouldn't be doing this, you know. Yeah. You, the yeah. two are connected, aren't they? The, your gut and your brain. Really? Yeah. You've got to listen you know, to your intuition. You know when but something's But then it's wrong. about that honesty with yourself, isn't yeah. it? Is, is, you know, do, do you doubt your gut? Do you go with it? But you know if something doesn't feel right. And I'm not yeah. talking about the offence when no. I'm talking about this. I'm talking about general yeah. stuff. yeah. Um, and like boundaries, boundary setting. Our boundaries is yeah. huge, isn't it? Because yeah. again, I worked on domestic violence units. And again, as a young police officer, I would think, what on earth would you go back to that relationship yeah. for? They've just kicked hell out of you. Why, yeah. would you. why would you go back to that? And then as you get older and you deal with more, you realise it's not that straightforward. Yeah. 
boundaries again. Black and white, it's like it? you no. just said, you have to work on yourself first and understand 100%. yourself. And also yeah. know where your boundaries are. And for yes. me, I, I, lo- I do lots of research now yeah. with different stuff because I'm genuinely interested. Yeah, I used to think, too. why on earth would you go back to that relationship? And it used to be sort of cut and dry. You're mad. Yeah. But then you think it's not about not that, that. No. Because, you know, there's uh, the offences that are luckily coming mm-hmm. up in court now with coercive control, narcissist yeah, behaviour yeah. and being identified. And I'm massively interested in it yeah. because I think, you know, it's, it's usually strong people who were targeted by those predators because yeah. they want to take someone that's, you know, yeah. that's someone who's clever or someone who's um, confident. They yeah. want to take them down. And it's actually very scary, you know, you talk about the coercive control and the narcissism and things like that. And especially now the internet's opened up a whole other world of yeah, access to people. I mean, you've got uh, just last week we were having a conversation with some young adults about, you know, how there's a thing now where you can be talking to someone, but I'm like, okay, so you're going out with them. No, I'm talking to But the vocabulary's changed. It's all changed. And, you know, I think it's just, it's opened windows to to more controlling behaviours without even being sort of in front of someone at first. So I'm interested there. Are you actually, or in your work with the police then, were you meeting individuals who were specifically seeking out targeting people who they deemed as strong characters? purely just to see if they could take um, advantage of them. I don't think it was necessarily serial narcissism, but again, it comes back to your own, for me anyway, your mm. own your own boundaries and your own self-belief. And this is what I'm talking about when I say these things. I'm not yeah. blaming, I'm not victim blaming no. anybody. Yeah, I'm talking about boundaries and do you know yours? So, for instance, then Mike, today, um, I'm going to walk in here and slap you across the face. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that you will say, she's really not nice. But then I've got Carrie who will say, oh, Mike, don't be like that. She's really nice. She doesn't normally slap anybody. It's just been a one-off. And I'll say, Mike, I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me. I just, I'm sorry I belted yeah. you. Yeah. Um, you know, it won't well, happen again. Yeah, it, w- it will never happen again. I can't believe it did it. Mm. Car- Carrie will support me. Yeah. And she will say, she's never done that, Mike. I think you need to forgive her. Mm. Yeah. Um, so then we're looking at the gaslighting yeah. offences, aren't we? Yeah. Where you're made to look like you're the mad one. Yeah. So let's say... Um, I do that. You say, no, actually, no, she hit me and it really hurt. Yeah. So I'm not going to be friends with you, Claire. You're mean. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, there's nowhere for me to really go other than my sorries, but you're still not taking it. Okay, now, that doesn't happen, though, does it? People don't come and belt someone because when you're it's strong and when you're confident, yeah. Yeah. you're going to say, get lost, and yeah. that's the end of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. If it was that simple, nothing would go on. But what exactly. does happen is you have some kind of relationship maybe with somebody, mm-hmm. and they infiltrate your boundaries. Yeah, absolutely, but surely. Absolutely. So it's not just a slap across the face. It starts with maybe a little shove, maybe a bit of name-calling, maybe something that's derogatory, maybe taking you away from your friends. Chipping away at your confidence. Absolutely. Yeah. And before you know it, you've been stripped bare. There's nobody you can speak to because no one's speaking to you anymore because they're all sick to death of you because you're never available. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you're never listening, or they think you're not. Yeah, um, and you're not because you're so consumed yeah. with keeping your abuser mm-hmm. happy. Joey mm-hmm. you know, sounds so much like grooming. Um, yeah, mm. It really does. It kind I, of is a, a yeah. version yeah. of that. When I yeah. when I teach safeguarding uh, and and we talk about grooming and how groomers will will you know um, just bring somebody around and work with them. And the one line I say in it is to use a, a strange analogy is if you took a frog and dropped it into a pan of boiling water, yeah. it would jump immediately out. Yeah. 
But if you drop it into a pan of cold water and incrementally turn up the heat, it'll yeah. boil to death. Yeah. Right, and that's how grooming works. They do just that. A little bit of a time. Just a little bit of a time. Yeah. And you're saying that, and it's like, that's just ringing bells. And so it's, it's funny as well, isn't it, when you get people as well reinforcing that for you. So, like, narcissist behaviour, you know, they will always be the centre of attention. It's not your problem, it's theirs. They're yeah. the ones with the issues, but they will never see that. Yeah. Um, and my favourite expression ever, when you're looking at those types of people, is never wrestle with a pig. <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't laugh at that, but I like no, it. No, don't yeah. wrestle with one. Mm. For two reasons, though. One, you will get dirty. Mm. And secondly, the pig will enjoy it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that's not, it's, we shouldn't perfect. be funny, but it's, a, but it's amazing. Perfect. Yeah, the, that is so true. So if you if you ever feel yourself, and you know, I I don't feel that like I wrestle with pigs, but if I ever feel that like I am starting to, I think, hang on a minute, um, and I think I'm quite confident and quite yeah. sort yeah. of okay, but. It, when you start engaging in that ridiculous behaviour... Yeah. Yeah. Do you just cut it short? Stop um, it immediately? Well, you've got to be aware. And again, you, you have to, don't you? I mean, I've, I'm boring, I know that, but I've done a lot of, lo- I've done a lot of work on myself. Mm. And you look at your weaknesses. It's like training. Yeah. Yeah. So when the girls, you know, at, at netball, um, they say, I can't do this, I'm not doing it. I'm like, no, no, that's, that's the bit yeah. you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. The bits that you can do, great, carry on. Yeah and progress those but the bits you can't do that's your weakness yeah. so that's, that's what I look at tackle absolutely and it's uncomfortable isn't it to do yeah. the yeah. inner work yeah won't do that because it's yeah. too hard yeah. but then it's lovely it's quite liberating if you have the time and the patience to be, have an honest look at yourself yeah it is and yeah. if sometimes you just literally think what don't I like about, about me or yes. what do you see in other people you think oh they're really good they wouldn't do this and you know, yeah. and, and look at yourself, and you have to be honest with you yourself. Do. And yeah. it's hard because you, then you can go. But actually, until you've done that, you can't improve yourself. Oh, it's so yeah. liberating. Yeah, it imagine is. if you've got a car and it starts smoking under the bonnet. So the best thing to do would be to drive faster, turn the music up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Put ignore the windscreen it. wipers on. Yeah. Put, whatever. Just ignore it and keep going. But what you could actually do is you could just pull over. It was safe to do so. But you could pull over and you could maybe, I'm no expert in cars, but maybe lift the bonnet and see if there was anything obvious. It might be a little cap that's come off and you just need to place it back on. Yeah. Um, and you may be able to fix it or maybe it needs to go somewhere else to be, yeah. to be yeah. you know, recovered. But um, So if you look at your own body your own vessel yeah. with that in mind just think what don't i like about myself yeah. and when i didn't mind i was a people pleaser and oh. it's disgusting <laughs> hello, hello. it's yes, really disgusting too. but you can't have i don't think you can have really healthy relationships when you are a people pleaser or you're not no. um you're not actually understanding yourself yeah. because you're not really authentically you are you no it took me years to get Same. that and I realised I'm a people pleaser, and I thought I don't like it. No. Um, so, yeah, I would say sorry when it wasn't my fault, yeah. and Such then sort of British simmer on it. Uh, thing, no, because it just it? diffused it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. But yeah. also because it diffuses something. If yeah. if you're shouting at me, it's probably easier if I say, "Oh, sorry, Back Carrie. Yeah. Um, well, can we? Yeah. You know, and then you say, right, okay, I'm glad you're sorry. Now we can move on. So, so I become weaker, you become stronger. We're back into yeah. the relationship and the boundaries thing, yeah, aren't we? Of who's yeah. who's in power. power. Um, and then I, I just think, yeah, just have a, that honest look at yourself. And I did that. It's always something from your childhood as well. It is, yeah. Which we is do, massively We need another podcast about oh, this. We I love yeah. it. For days. I love it. <laughs> we but touched one, on this, didn't we, in my one? Yeah, yeah we did actually. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Once mm. you identify where it's come from, 
And yeah, for me, you have to go back to your earliest memory yeah. of where you felt that in your body. So where did you feel that trauma or that yeah. upset? And when you think about something that you do or something that upsets you or something that irritates you, mm. you think, where am I feeling it in my body? Yeah. And you identify where and then you trace it back for when you first felt like that. What your trigger was, yeah. yeah. But you know what? It's so fabulous if you can get hold of the initial memory because once you realise you're doing it, you can trip. laugh. I think yeah. you cry first, but then you laugh yeah. and you think, you know, I don't have to do this, but yeah. now I understand why, why I have I done yeah. it. Why you are the way you yeah. are. But after that, there's oh, great amazing. strength in it because oh. then you can push through. Honestly, the, the leaps and bounds that I've come on in the past two years, maybe three years, from doing that sort of oh, work. Okay, it's empowering yeah, to be yeah. like, oh, degree. this is why I am, and now I'm not, because I don't, I'm not giving it power anymore. Yeah. I understand that it's happening, and I nip it in the bud straight away, yeah. and I'm like, okay, we're not doing that. It's in childhood, yeah, you can see it an awful lot. You, you see it in schools, don't answer back, don't back chat, don't question me, I'm an authority, and we just give away power. Yeah. And when you've got an, a natural grievance against something that's kind of the power to go actually do you know what i want to stand my ground because this is what i believe in this is what i think is right i've been wronged here we kind of lose power so we don't we go into jobs we we hate and we don't confront our bosses because fear of the consequence yes and you go into relationships and you don't challenge stuff because of fear of the consequence yes i try something now I try not to say anything I don't mean, yeah. and I'm quite conscious of it. So if someone's upset me and I need them to move out of my space, not yeah. that that happens really, but yeah. if it does, I think, no, don't be scared anymore. I try to sort of face the fear yeah. of what I used to be, and I identify within myself, I oh, know that's what I used to do, but now... I'm not frightened to say it. And it's it, sometimes when you are saying it, as it happens to me now, I, as I'm saying it, I'm like, say it, say it, say it. And then once I've said it, I'm like, okay, that's that done. And actually the response from the person that I'm having that conversation yes. with is nowhere near as bad as I thought it was. In fact, yeah. they tend to go, oh, right, so, sorry, you know, I didn't realise. Or they realise they've overstepped a boundary with me and I can see it in the face that they're yeah. like, oh, right, okay. But it's it's those those people that have been in your life for years and years and years learning those new boundaries that are yours. Yes. You know, because you're still there, which just means that you're not tolerant of those And then you're back things. to the boundaries, aren't you, yes. again? So you have to know your own boundaries. Yeah, exactly. And what crosses them. And what may cross yours might not cross mine. Yeah. But that's up to you f to decide yeah. where the, the, the baseline is yeah. and, and, and where they are. So is this what you're teaching when you go into So I use a lot schools. of life skills mm -hmm. um, and I do little exercises. All my workshops are interactive. Yeah. But I think that was that was the cause. So in the police, see these crimes, say, what can I do to make this better? Yeah. But then what I could do is actually the teaching thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. I could now get into schools and fulfil that career. Incorporate the yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and armed with the knowledge that I've had and the experiences that I've had and the knowledge of the law and Brilliant. all the rest of it. Um, and the knowledge of the police and how it works. Um, yeah. So I could go in and give them, like, real... I use real cases that I dealt with. Obviously, I changed the yeah. names. And, yeah. some, and um, so I set up Clarity 1 UK. Idea Clarity, you need to be clear on this. Um, one, it's Section 1 of the Sexual Offences Act 2003 that I started the business to address, which is rape. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry if I say any words that offend people because I know um, some people might... Um, where they hear words and they think oh, I can't cope with that but like you say you have got yeah, as well, we'll which is nice so you've got, you've got yeah. Um, yeah. support as well yeah. 
Um, and there's so much wonderful support out there as well. Yeah. And I, I advocate that in my your presentations to say yeah. what there is because sometimes people just don't know yeah. or they don't and realize the links the and any the links that yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. share links and places to, to go support. and yeah. seek out help um, and end. UK because I want to go all over the UK which I've managed to do and deliver presentations That's interactive amazing. presentations so I use real cases to make the experience real um, I dress people up in various costumes yeah. mm-hmm. um, usually if I can get the biggest burly manly boys and get them in a tutu, then that's, <laughs> you know, achieved. And it's not that I'm mocking the offence. I use the demonstrations to demonstrate the law. Yeah. yeah. So I'll have police officers, judges, um, dress people up in various attire, security guards and so on. Yeah. There's lots of people involved. Um, and we can reenact scenarios. Um, and and then we, we can explain the law as well. And then I'll have other people as the jury, and they'll say, right, okay, who thinks that that's an offence. So it's quite interesting as well. Sometimes you get, um, and again, not being stereotypical, but just how it is, you'll get boys who say, no, that's all right, that. And you're like, really? Mm. Really, now, is it? Now, I wanted to ask you about this because you talked about a lot of the offences you came across were people who knew each other. Yes. Did you ever encounter anybody that genuinely didn't think that what they did was wrong? I mean, genuinely in their hearts thought, I, I, I haven't done anything wrong in this situation. Where the, when they had, they've obviously overstepped the boundary. Absolutely. But because of where we are in society at the moment and some of the messages that maybe they're getting online and from Through certain media, individuals, you get like your Andrew Tates and mm. stuff like that in the world. Yes. That are like, but this is this is how it's meant to be. This is normal. Absolutely. Mm. And if you look at the news headlines, and I'll go as far to, as to say daily... There is usually, because I, I always watch the news in the morning to see what's going on, um, there's usually something to do with sexual crime. Right. Yeah. With whether it be, you know, a professional sports person, mm. a celebrity, and um, we can all name them, as I mm. say, the things we can all go, yeah, yeah, it's been the last week, that's been yeah. the week before, yeah. yeah, yeah. But usually daily there's something that's gone on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think this is so prevalent. Um and naturally, I don't think anyone, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think anyone sets out to think, right, you know, career path, rapist. That's <laughs> the one for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see myself doing that. They don't intentionally, like you say, do they not know what they're doing? Well, some people obviously do, yeah. don't know they? That, yeah. Yeah. That's without doubt. And, yeah, um, you talk about the, the stranger attacks. I mean, that obviously going out yeah, specifically with intention. to target yeah. people yeah. with intention. And sometimes the, the know people as well, because yeah. you know, they know that they're doing wrong, but maybe they've brown somebody down, mm-hmm. maybe the yeah. domestic violence and it's escalated. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's you know, lots of different scenarios. And the, the married man and, and woman. Absolutely. You know, that, that happens there, doesn't it? And the amount of um, students who'll say things like, but they're married, that's all right. Absolutely not. But it not. used to be legal, did it not? Did was, it? Was it, was it? Am I correct in thinking here? And do correct me if I'm wrong. There was no such thing as rape in marriage at one point. I think the there law. was at one point, wasn't there? Yeah. Is that correct? I, wow. I'm pretty sure that it was in relatively recent history right. where rape within marriage became illegal because it was always considered a man's right. Good God. Yeah. No, that, that, that's kind yeah, of, yeah. yeah, hasn't the world changed though? You know, when you think of you know, it has, but it's it's that thing better. you were saying about um, you know people, these younger people sometimes like not understanding or saying, oh, I didn't think that was an issue yeah. because of what they've seen. It's a it is a real worry, you know, with 
we've all got young children, haven't we? Apart from you, mate, you're having dogs. But, I'm having dogs. Um, I've you got, know, I've got a dog too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two boys in my house, and we were discussing this before, weren't we, before we started recording, about how, you know, I'm very often saying, just be careful what you're sending on, you know, yeah. your, your WhatsApps. Just be careful. And we talk about, you know, what's acceptable behaviour and what's not. Because I think as parents, we have a duty to at least educate. Oh, this is so oh, true. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and yes, it's uncomfortable. Like, it is an uncomfortable conversation. conversation but yeah. I'd rather have that conversation and know that I've done my best to send them out into the world, you know, with a bit of, I hope, a bit of respect yeah. for, for the opposite sex or whoever they end up with. And this is the thing, yeah. though, isn't it? I mean, I've got a son and a daughter. Mm. You know, so I understand. I, you know, I, I have my children. I, I, yeah. I know... How this can happen, and I think that was one of the things as well. When you say um, a rapist, you can imagine some big burly yeah. bloke who's. Yeah. But it can happen to um, anyone. But I remember there was quite a few cases where you would go into a school yeah. with the idea you generally worked with another detective with you. Um, so you'd go into a, a school, and you'd ask to speak to a student. Um, and he'd ask for the parents to come in, and the parents would stand there and think, oh, what's he nicked now? Yeah. What's he nicked? Yeah. And they, it must be bad because there's two CID detectives stood here. Mm-hmm. And then you'll say, okay, um, I'm arresting you for the offence of rape. You don't have to say anything, but it may harm your defence, and so on. Yeah. Um, and you see their worlds fall yeah. apart. Yeah. You see, And so the education isn't just for offenders. No. But for Everyone. potential, yeah. you know, people who, who are, who are going to get subject to such. Yeah. And it's, um, I just feel it's a really big area where you could actually make a difference. Yeah. Um, and it's not about being patronising. And I'm not joking about it when I dress people up. and Because no. the, the presentations are lively. They're fast paced. They're very yeah. informative. There's loads of stuff out there. Like yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. If it's getting the attention. Yeah. All the, all the feedback yeah, that I've had has been like 100% positive. It's been yeah. exemplary. And. I'm proud of that because hopefully I've made a difference. I have arguments with them sometimes in the sense that some students will say, no, I'm not having that, I'm not having that, you can't, that's not right, that's not right, they don't agree. And I'm saying, okay, well, good luck with that when you're faced with your honour in a Crown Court and you can tell your honour that you feel it's stupid and it doesn't make sense because as far as I see it, the Sexual Offences Act is absolutely wonderful. It documents everything. I think it's got various, you know sections in it and if you think again back to your gut if you think mm. it's wrong it is it is wrong yeah. how important then is it well just from what you've just said the fact that you're having those conversations and you are having disagreements in your sessions just tells you how important the work you're doing is because I hope so. yeah because i hope they learn because exactly. in the end they'll, sometimes they'll come up to me afterwards and say is that right and 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 that's those the people. If you've saved one of those people yeah. from doing that offence or yeah. committing that, then yeah. I yeah. think we've achieved something. So worth it. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's it's quite impactive. Um, and the staff as well. You know, they'll get it wrong and they'll come to me. And say, I can't believe that. Mm. Um, it, and it, it, it is. It's it's interesting. The feel I have also had, which is is random. It, again, I go to really posh schools, really poor schools. Um, all sorts of colleges, universities. Mm. Um, I, I don't know, fee paying schools, grammar schools, what, whatever. It's not selective, yeah. but occasionally, 
And it does happen. And I've sort of said to the staff, now, don't worry about it, this happens. People would disclose. They'll come to me at the end and say, can I speak to you about something that's happened? Um, and naturally, I'll point them in the right direction yeah. rather than me take that on. Um, but I also know how to deal with that, yeah. to report that through the correct channels, evidentially, to assist them. Yeah. Um, but that's happened quite a few times. And I also, feel, I said to the staff, you know, if that happens, don't see it as like, oh my goodness, we've opened a can of worms. Yeah. See it as a positive it should be a positive. that people are being. You're not can't be transparent. Yeah. You, you can you can say. And so if you're going to commit that act or you're going to do something to somebody that you shouldn't do, mm-hmm. be very careful because they can speak up. And years later as mm-hmm. well, they don't have to do it there and then, but they yeah. can speak up years later and good luck when, you know, you've settled down with your family and kids and yeah. now you're being yeah. answerable to that, allegations yeah. that have been made against you. Yeah. So Do you get that epiphany moment then in, in your sessions where someone suddenly goes, I didn't realise that's what it was, but that's absolutely happened to me. Do you have that light bulb moment because what you've told them that what you've accepted as being okay? And I, I mean from yes, from a victim and a perpetrator point of view as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and yes yeah. is the answer to that. Yes, where they realise that's actually not right, is it? Um, but it's then what do they do about? It? But I do, I do address it. You know that it's a sensitive yeah. topic. I am yeah. careful because I go on the presumption because it was the busiest unit in every major police force. Yeah. I go on the presumption that every presentation I do, there will be somebody who's going to be affected by what I'm saying to them. Yeah. So I try and treat them carefully. Yeah. yeah. Um, and give them sort of trigger warnings. Give them yeah. advice yeah. of who they could go to, how they could report it, who could they speak yeah. to. Yeah. Um, these are unis and high schools, or mostly unis. Um, Mostly high schools, Mostly high school. some yes. universities, but again, my geography is so poor. So when I agreed to do, where did I uh, agree? Oh, I can't remember where it was now. Plymouth, that was it, oh, Plymouth. Wow, you really nice. are I did some work yeah. for them, and then I thought, wow, that's quite a long way away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, my geography is so poor, I really need to smarten up on that. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to go all over the country, yeah. you know, um, I've got some schools in London and, amazing. you know, um, it's I think really every county as well. Yeah. I enjoy it. I'm quite passionate about it. I want to make a difference. And yeah. it shows. Um, you know, I want people to be okay. Um, I strive to be, like, kind. I know that sounds really lame. No, it doesn't. But I want no, to be a no, nice no. person. Yeah. And if I can help somebody with yeah. my knowledge and my experiences, then I'd like yeah. to do that. Well, yeah. you've got that, haven't you? And like you say, you know it from the inside out. And I, so you're taking so. that... To people now so they'll know it from the inside out yeah, it feels quite it. nice as well there's never anything that i think oh i don't know yeah um yeah. if there is i would research it and yeah. i'd look it up and i'd go to sources yeah. that i know i can rely on but there's i feel like i kind of know it because i've done it for so long yeah yeah i want to remind you a little back uh, back a little bit here because you said something before that sparked my curiosity you talked about going into a school as a police officer and arresting somebody how how many? I mean, I don't know whether you know the, the the numbers, but were you having rape offences happening in schools perpetrated by pupil on pupil? Yes, it's the busiest unit in every major police force. So, like yes. juvenile crime. Uh, well, yes, it's it's, it's not discriminatory. Um, I mean, rape is a different offence in that it is what it is. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, regardless of age. Right. If it's kind of different, so it's that consent there, or it's not. So it could be it's two just charges. Quite shocking yeah. that it's it's a child perpetrating that 
offence against another child. And that's what's sad, though, in a way. Sometimes when you go and arrest this big burly rapist that's as fat as a pencil and about one foot two, yeah, and he's standing there with his mum and dad, yeah, and their world falls apart, and you think, and it's not a quick fix, this. One, it's never an offence that if you're going to get locked up, mm. probably go for something a bit more like, oh, wow, do you know what he's done? Um, but that offence is a lonely offence and you know these are children as well yeah. who are committing them on occasion yeah. and they're arrested, they're interviewed, they have all sorts of intimate swabs taken, it's very delightful, um, not, and they're put on bail. Usually an inquiry for such a big investigation will carry on for many months yeah. so it's not like it's over in half an hour. Yeah. It's rare that the child goes back into school and they go, oh, what have you done? Well done, yeah. you, this is amazing. What really happens mm. is they ostracise them. They have no friends. They're sitting at home. Um, and I remember that you know one lady ringing me up, um, and it was probably one of the last offences that I dealt with in the police. Yeah. And her son, he was a, a young adult, and she said, oh, Claire, it's just that I can't, get him out of the house, he's not doing anything, he's not going anywhere, I don't know what you can do, Will it? Is he going to get charged? And naturally you can't say because you're yeah. a, a collecting evidence and dealing with the CPS and yeah. it's all a big process where everybody's involved. And I felt sorry for her because I thought, oh, she's his mum and these these people have mothers as well and I've got mm. children and I think, oh, what if it was my son? impacts so many people, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah and... Um, and you can't, and the thing that the police do is they don't support the offender. They update the, if yeah. I can use the word victim, yeah. um, I know there's various words for that, but they update that person, they don't update the offender. Yeah. So they can, may come back into the police station to answer bail and then they're rebailed and so on. And that could go on for credibly a year. Yeah. So that's um, where your drive comes from because you've seen all the sides of how this plays out from family, from police, from, you know, everybody, yeah. and you've seen it all. That's right, so. and then you go to court as well, and that's a heck of an experience. Yeah. When you're in a Crown Court, and there's such imposing buildings with all these people in wigs and suits and yeah. speaking well, and um, and it, obviously as a police officer, you, you go to court, and you, and you know what you've dealt with as well. You yeah. know both sides, usually, of the of the case you yeah. know you've put the files together and you know what evidence that you've got yeah. um but the the maximum sentence for rape is life and people forget that so if i was to say to you well um it's really worrying guys you know everyone's getting arrested for murder it's the busiest unit you go oh, crumbs that sounds quite risky yeah. be very careful because murder is really serious but this is this is a you know an indictable offense yeah. it's going to go to the Crown Court and potentially you could get life yeah. imprisonment. But it doesn't it's seem to make the news. Really, well, does it? To, do you I not mean, think, to, to, Mike? It's well, not as much as some other crimes do. And here's the yes. thing. You know, there's, there's, there's things happening in the world from a criminal point of view and it'll be splashed over the front page of, of you know, all, all manner of, of papers. But that isn't... But perhaps it's happening so much... I, I won't ask you for names, though, but you, you would name somebody that's in the media at the moment having been accused of oh, such yeah. offences. You could name more than one without thought, I wouldn't. Yeah. Do you mean in terms of, let's say, local papers, things like that? 
or conviction rates maybe yeah conviction yeah. rates the amount of things going on you know how prevalent it is in your area like I, we, you know at the, at the start of this conversation you said it was the busiest unit in the police force you know, you were absolutely For sure, I was in there. Everyone under. was bombarded. Everyone yeah. was stressed. And but I think if you went, you asked any stranger in the street and said, "What's the busiest?" They usually say drugs. In the place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They usually say drugs. Do you and think? We, and I don't think I don't think the public comprehends the level of problem it is. No, probably. Really, not. and I think because of that, which is where you come along and educate and talk about it, opening up, and hopefully doing yeah. this podcast and putting it out there. You know, we need to be... It's sad for people as well, though, you know, for the people who are victim of it. Mm. And I'd like to try and give them some emotional strength. And that's where I think... I mean, if it's happened, yeah. you know, again, I'm on the reactive side, aren't I? Yeah. But as a proactive, I think if we could all... And I'm not just talking about to prevent you from an offence happening to you, but if mm. we could all just take a little look at ourselves yeah. and develop our own strengths and our own emotional strengths i think the world will be a happier place because i think if you can get hold of something in each and every one of us i think it's quite liberating and you you feel quite empowered and again it increases your confidence and your self-belief your self-awareness yeah and i think that's again always back to that life skill trust your gut be your own best friend imagine that what you like about you why are you friends with you because you've got to hang around with yourself Yeah. yeah all the time yeah but i wonder whether we are as as a as a society just abdicating too much of our educational responsibility to other people when we should each as you know parents grandparents aunties uncles whatever be sitting down with those children in our lives and going yeah we don't treat people that way and don't ever take that from anybody it's funny there was um, there was something i looked at recently which really tickled me And it was. So if we are now, as we are, the ages that we are, 21, um, if we are as we are, if you could go back and give yourself advice, yourself, at 16, what would you advise yourself? And I looked at it and I thought, you know, things like maybe I'd probably say self-confidence. I'd probably say don't take any messing off anybody. Don't let anybody treat you disrespectfully. Um, I say, don't they? Don't regret anything you've done. Only the things you haven't. Yeah. So, um, but the thing. So, you look at that level. At what advice would you give yourself? And be honest again to yourself. Yeah. What would you say to yourself to make your life better? I don't know if you can answer anything off the top of your that's head. Such or, a, yeah, no, that's a, that's such a, a deep it. question. It's so complex, though, isn't it? And in, in our circumstances, we've discussed this in our past podcasts where we had a kind of a weird. Where we were, well, for me, I was super confident, wasn't I, in the younger years? And then, yeah, then and I sort wasn't. of had a moment where I was like, ooh, hang on a minute, I've got some odd behavioural traits, you know, in terms of confidence, and you were the opposite. Well, and it's like boots or a No. So it, I, I think, yeah, you're right, it is a tricky one. But also the going back to what the point you just made about families educating children as well. Yeah. Again, that's a tricky one because I said we do it with it our really boys, is, isn't it? But, you've but not what got if the you, expertise? Exactly, and also not everybody comes from a family that, I mean, who can be who can educate sometimes, yeah, with, or know, who will talk yeah, about it, um, or you're or we've got kids who are coming from homes that aren't you know perfect in every way, or they've not got support. Yeah. So I think that's even more important the work that you do, the fact that that you are going into these ed- places of education where children are hopefully going to be because i know some yeah. of them don't even make it into school yeah um 
because there are going to be families where kids slip through the net, where things aren't perfect, yes, and they're not going to get that education. So it's absolutely. crucial that you go in. Because that, that was the point as well of Carrie for say for going into schools because you almost feel sorry for some of the teachers. And again, I don't mean that in a patronising yeah. way. So let's say, for instance, you decide you'll teach maths, and off you go into a school to teach it. And the next minute, it's like, right, can you teach about um, consent? And the teacher's like, I'm going to teach maths or geography or yeah. I haven't got a clue. Yeah. And then, it, so I found in the police, when they'd ask you to go to school B or whatever, go there and teach them about consent, the police would be like, oh, I've got so much work on, mm. um, I can't do that. And you say, well, you're going to have to go. All mm. oh, right, uh, what do you want me to say? Well, just tell everyone not to rape everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. right, okay, yeah. so you go off to school B and you're like, right, everyone, right, kids, don't rape anybody. Right, thanks for that. That was really informative. Then there's the teachers. They've got to deliver something on consent now. So they're like, oh, I've got a clue. What should we say? Yeah. Well, because I teach maths. Um, well, just tell them if they can not do that. That yeah. would be good. Right, okay. Children, what I need you to do is not rape anybody or not commit any offences because it's really causing a problem. Right, okay, thanks for that. That's, again, very informative. So um, from my point of view, I go and teach this specialised subject and help the teachers out. And I do some teacher training as well. So I'll sort of say, right, what can we do? This is the law. How can you educate? They'll give me their list, which is in abundance of topics for their um, PSHE curriculum. Mm. It's huge. And I'll sort of target each topic and say, right, what can we do to help? Um, but it's it. How are they meant to know that it's not their background? It's not yeah. their how, bag. You know, how are right. they supposed to deliver it in yeah. a way that's engaging and they have all the facts? Yeah. And, and so, from your experience in schools, they don't have a specialist in schools. They'll have that can pastoral care, and mm. um, but again, usually, and again with respect, because these yeah. are good people doing yeah. a good job. But generally, they don't have the expertise, and it's no. not their fault. No. It's just because. I teach maths. That's how it is. Yeah. Or I teach whatever subject. Yeah. And they don't go in yeah. to schools thinking, I'll do that as well. And it's like, and mm. sometimes they'll come to me and say, I haven't got a clue what to say. Yeah. Um, so we need to multiply you this? by <laughs> however yeah. many schools we've got and then clone you. But I think it's just, um, I've been asked on that, you know, to, to grow the business yeah. and to take on staff. and But then, I don't know. Let's see what happens. But I, I'm probably at the point now where I need to do that. Yeah. If yeah. there's a call for it, um, which there clearly is. And it's lovely, though, as well, because um, every school I've been to now, they always ask me back, mm. which yeah. is lovely. So I don't chase anyone anymore. No. Occasionally, people will come to me new and say, well, you, but usually yeah. it's, it's lovely because you get a nice relationship with the schools. And I always say to them, yeah, what's your weaknesses? What don't you know? Or yeah. what do you need me to... Oh, have you got a problem? Yeah. And it, again, it's confidential, but is there something going on in your school yeah. that I can address? And that's a nice way to... Yeah. to sort of to put that information across there yeah. as well to what's happening really um, important and it would be nice to get to a place where and this is not to sort of like do you out of a business here but where you're not needed yes it would where yeah. families are having I'll go and ride horses I'm and, happy. yeah you go and yeah. enjoy your horses <laughs> yeah. where families are having those conversations and it's just part of I don't think socially we're emotionally intelligent enough at the moment to be sitting down, I think, as a as a as a as a community, as a society, to go, do you know what? This isn't right. Things are changing, aren't they? But they are probably not. We still we've got a long way to go. But yeah. do you know what? On in terms of yeah, and my worry is though, yeah, things are changing and changing for the positive, but it almost strikes me as a bit of a fight back and a and a push against it with those the Andrew Tates of the world and the the anti woke brigade 
who think that people who shout out about this are just being a bit namby-pamby and soft and it's like what are you talking yeah. about mm-hmm. you know you know you, you think Andrew Tate's a brave man or a funny guy for saying what he's doing well let him tube some of his stuff to your to your mum or your sister and say how you feel yeah. about there's some it schools there. that ban even his name well, they're not allowed to say his name I and the <laughs> my worry with that is though you end up sort of like making him a bit of a martyr yeah or oh tweaking the interest because like oh why can't yeah, I have why do you want to talk about yeah. it yeah. no I think you should have an open frank discussion now let's do talk about it I've done Let that in some in schools about him because there's a huge mm. problem with his views and young boys usually mm-hmm. thinking oh this is cool yeah um yeah so i've done some presentations about that again some it sometimes they'll identify what the problem is going on in their school yeah um, but again it's about again back to your life skills about respect yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah. um you, you know and, and the question i said to you before to give yourself advice at 16 yeah what would you say to yourself but now move that on yeah so now sadly because it's gone quite quickly but it does <laughs> we're all on our deathbeds which is unfortunate. So now, on your deathbed, what advice would you give yourself now? Yeah. yeah. That one I can't answer. <laughs> <laughs> can you? Yeah. Can you? Oh, can you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you probably could. My one, would, I know for a fact that it would be to take all the risks. Like, don't yeah. be on your deathbed and not have be gone for what you wanted. Would you feel that you hadn't if you were on your deathbed now? Not so far. And I hope that oh. doesn't change. Because um, I, I, I said to you tonight, I sat with my dad yeah. and watched him in his final weeks, you know, and, and it was the stuff that he regretted was all the stuff that he didn't take oh, chances on. Yeah. yeah, and I just thought, no, that's not me. And do you know I'm what? I won't, I won't agree with you with that one. Yeah. And I think we're both young enough to recognise that early enough to have done something about yeah. it and make the relevant changes. Because yeah. there are some people that get through their lives. And never take a chance, and never, never step into. No. You and know, they scary. never cross that fear boundary into yeah. into bravery, into courage, yeah. into adventure. Courage is huge. When did you it last is. display courage? Yeah, God. that's the question, know? isn't it? Though, when did you yeah. last when display courage? Starting this. Say something in small ways, and you know what? Well, I think we've talked about it on, on previous podcasts. There's, yeah. there's. Um, I don't know whether you've encountered this this person. I certainly didn't. It was part of my change in my life was uh, a lady by the name of Brani Brown who is a uh, a shame researcher and she did a couple of TED talks mm-hmm. and it was in and around vulnerability yeah, and, and and she basically discovered and in herself as well people are terrified of being vulnerable because vulnerable is, is a weak word yeah. in a lot of people's minds yeah. but vulnerability is ultimate courage is. you know if you if you explain it in terms of oh, we're in a fire station now yes you know, a, a, a firefighter running into a burning building to save a life is courageous because mm. they are putting their life on the line. But that is the ultimate acceptance of vulnerability of I'm running into a danger that I might not run back out of. Yeah. And that is ultimate vulnerability. But we go, that is ultimately courageous, that's brave, that's heroic. But at the root of that is a vulnerability that goes... I need to take a chance here. I need to do. I need to step out of my comfort zone. I need to do something where I could possibly get the absolute worst, you know, outcome out of it. But I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, you have that to awareness though. as you, well. Like you're you're aware to what you're doing, well, so it's vulnerable. But you're aware. You said about 
trusting your gut earlier, didn't you? Oh, I love you? it. I right? so love it. I have always, I was thinking about this the other day, and I can't remember why I was thinking about it, but I was, about all the chances I've ever taken from a very young age, sort of like travel or jobs that I've, everyone was like, don't do that. And I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> because I've always been massively led by my gut, always. And when I look back, it's always been how does it feel as opposed to, what my brain tells me yeah. is the right option or what society would say would be the right choice. That's a decision-making process. That's good. Yeah. That's interesting yeah. because you know where you should be. Yeah. And so I've always gone with that and it's never touched wood so far led me down a, a merry path. Yeah. I mean, everything that I've done, all my life experiences have always come from my gut feeling that that's the right path. And it might take me a little while to get the courage to do it, but I've always jumped. So that's okay on your deathbed then. You'd be yes. pleased with that one. Yeah. yeah. And But I'm, I'm sticking to that now. So even now, if it's like, this sounds absolutely crazy, or this is to outwardly a massive change, if my gut is saying that something's right, then I'm going to, Go, go for it, it. Yeah. yeah and that's where i'm at and i think i've always been led by that interestingly yeah for whatever because i think your gut your intu- intuition speaks to your true nature and if you're a good person an honest yeah. person then that is that is yeah. your inner you speaking it's a to feel you isn't it yes. it's the feeling yeah you know don't yeah you? you're led by your f- for me i'm led by yeah. feel not yeah. brain but then is that um the other one i really really super like more than anything at the moment mm. is positivity and basic law of physics isn't it positivity breeds positivity and have you ever actually tried to implement that because i find that is absolutely wonderful so um probably when i set up my business i noticed this and a few good things happened and you think oh that's good yeah and then there was a point i remember thinking i think my luck will have run out now because quite a few good things have happened here so i think i'll be done yeah and then something else had happened i think oh my goodness and then I get an approach from somebody else and say, would you fancy? And then sort of more opportunities. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And there came a point that thought, no, keep going. Because the more, it, I, I honestly believe you will see whatever you want to see. Yeah. For example, I've got a little collection of cars going on at the moment, which is crazy. <laughs> I don't even know why. One pulls a trailer. One is cheap to run. One's a nice work car. Well, it goes on, but I don't know where I've gotten some need to go. But that aside, one of them is yellow. Um, a cheese on wheels. <laughs> and cheese it's on cheap, wheels. A cheap, cheap run around. It's fabulous. I love it best because it, it goes to the tip. It does horse things. It does anything. It's wonderful. Um, but, and I don't have to look after it. You can park it anywhere. I do not care. Yeah. It's so liberating. Um, but um, you will see... Now, loads of yellow cars, because I've got one, so I see loads of cheese yeah. on wheels, because I think before that, I never saw any or never noticed any. But it was the highlighter to me that you will see whatever you yeah. want to see. So, oh, yeah. on that basis, go for the positive things, because don't pick the negatives, because they mm. will spiral yeah. as well yeah. equally the same way. If you want to be miserable and negative... It's energy, they, isn't it? You're oh, it out there. Yeah, it's boring, though, isn't it? Yeah. But the positivity, grab hold of something... That's, you know, be enthusiastic. It does keep coming and you think, no, my luck's run out. And then you think, no, Mm. no, just keep going. That's what we said earlier, didn't we, about when um, good good people keep coming into your life. Because the gates are open to those good people, the people who aren't so good. You you, you just naturally just deal with them. Because, yeah, yeah, it's... See, I'm not a massive believer in luck. I think, you know, you work hard create for your, your own. You create your own luck. Yeah. You work hard for it. And people say, we're lucky doing this. But You're we've, a creator. We've, we've, yeah, we've created this. We've worked yeah. hard towards it. We've, we've 
Striven for it. Yeah. Striven for it. Striven. Strive for it. Word. That's a new word. That's a new word. That's a positive one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which you know what is kind of you were taught before, you know, when you sit when you say when you bought a yellow car, you see yellow cars. Yeah, but it's what place. you're looking at, it's what you're focused on. Yeah. It's as simple as exactly. that. Exactly. So if you're a positive person, it's not I don't think it's a case of attracting positivity. You just because you're in the You'll create so it again like you look, won't you, you? You're creating it, you're seeing it, and your eyes are open to It's so wonderful though, yeah. and it's so exciting. It and sometimes I do, I'm so stupid, but I get excited about the most ridiculous things. Yeah. And um, and I think that's why I like to be busy as well because you just constantly want to be on the go to Busy see what off. more you can yeah, get. Yeah. What happens? It's yeah. not about money. It's no. not about um, possession because that's no. ridiculous as well. Yeah, don't chase fame. Yeah, don't chase count. fortune. Don't no. chase money. Chase, chase the thing that makes you happy. Yeah. Just buy more horses. Chase, just buy, <laughs> buy more horses. <laughs> yes. Chase the creativity. And if yeah. it's good, and if it's powerful, and if it speaks to people, that or the stuff yeah, will follow. It does. But do you know why? You know, I go into schools and I speak to young people. And they go, oh, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, yeah, I want to be YouTube famous. Okay, lovely. Doing what? Tell me. It's Have funny, you got a it? talent? Yeah, can no, you sing? No talent. Can no, you nothing. dance? Can you act? No, just want to. My, like my just son, YouTuber. Theo wants to be a millionaire. He's got no idea of how <laughs> he's going to get there, but it's going to happen. He's and probably by the time he's eighteen. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's Del Boy mentality, isn't it? It's funny. By this time next year, Rodney will be millionaires <laughs> with no discernible plan on how to get there. No, that's the no plan. He's just you know, here. I love positive thinking. It's got to come with a positive plan, but that is positive people. Mm. Truly good positive people. Yeah, yeah. And do you like fake? Positive that's what I want. Yeah. Right, and that's how I'm going to get there. I want to get to the top of Everest, but I understand that. That's what I need to do to get to yeah. the top of that mountain. My dad's my inspiration for this. He's, um, we've got a lovely relationship, me and my dad, and um, but he's so funny about me. He always thinks I'm like amazing. Anything I do, Aww. he's like, "Oh, love, that is so good. That is so good." <laughs> I actually think if I committed murder, he would that was say, the best murder ever." That. He would say, "Well, love, well, love. They asked for it. It's not your fault." I honestly think anything I did, Daddy's he'd girl. have my back. Yeah. Yeah. He is so funny, That's but he's got a really great sense of humour. Um, massively positive. Never moans, never ill, and yeah. it's it's lovely to see that. And I hope, I, in some way, I'm like him because it is. It's, it, well, it's you are lovely. definitely. Uh, you've yeah. got a really good vibe, a nice energy about you. Oh no, I yeah. try to. Uh, that's the other thing. I have a laugh every day, and yeah. I know it's not always easy because life's not a laugh, is it? No. Sometimes it's complex, no. and things happen yeah, naturally that that don't yeah. make it funny. But you know, it, again, can you remember the last time that you really belly laughed, where it yeah. you at the start cried? Of or, at the start of tonight, yeah. actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in how the lovely, yeah. Which we'll, we're not going. Yeah. To. <laughs> <laughs> but how lovely to laugh, you know. Yeah. And I love the phrase as well, not just the pig one, but smile and the world smiles with you. Yeah. Because apparently it's physiologically impossible to feel down if you smile. So next time you're in a stinker of a mood, go and stand yourself in front of a mirror. Smile big time, smile harder. Even if you fake it, it's oh. fine. Just like, but yeah. then you do laugh, and it is, um, you know, it might just be temporary, but it's just that little release, mm. just sometimes, just to, yeah. I don't know, just it again, is. just to be positive and just. It's the power of laughter, isn't it? It's the power of. Oh, just, it's lovely, isn't it? You know, you can't take yourself too seriously. And, you know, there's dreadful things that happen in the world. Oh, yeah, there is. Generally speaking, and, and and if you were to just watch the news all the time, you'd, you'd be you know forgiven for thinking that the world is a dreadful, awful place. But you know that is, you know, it's a minority. It's a small thing that happens, and 
Yeah, the world can be lovely and the world can be brilliant and there's a lot of hope out there and there's a lot of very, very good people out there. And yes, doing good work. Doing, yes, doing, but maybe sometimes work, you do things. what you love as well. I think you sometimes think about that for your own sort of sanity yeah. or your own. What do you love? Yeah. What do you love? And do that and do more of it and make sure that you do it and make the time. Do as I say, not as I do. But, you know, do as, you know, yeah. as often as you can. But what what do you so love? Quite? Find the thing you love to do and get someone to pay you for it. You'll never work a day in your life. True, isn't it? Isn't it? Right. I mean, and we, we, I mean. And it's natural as well, isn't it? Lucky. This, we don't get paid for this. <laughs> if there's any sponsors out there, looking to <laughs> chuck us something on the way. We'll even yeah. take a bucket of biscuits. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, we, I think we both, I think we, all of us do mm. jobs where, I mean, I'm not saying we turn up and do it for free. No. But, but we're getting our soul fed because we're doing something that we like. Yeah, we come out of and it. giving we're something back. Yeah, exactly. Rewards. Yeah, massive. Well, look, my dog Nala, she's got a job as well now. Oh, come on. She's got a CV and good references. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been taking her into schools. I do a bit of tutoring as well. Yeah. Um, in maths and English, and I've been so again. I got my my job in the schools yeah. that I wanted. Um, and like you, you mentioned before, Carrie, you know, sometimes people don't go to school, do they? Yeah. Anyone? I've got a few students at the moment who haven't been in school since year seven and they're now in year 11. And they're challenging for different reasons. Um, I get on with them. But sometimes I take Nala with me um, and she's working as a therapy dog. And she's had such a positive yeah, you know, response. And it's funny, you know, the kids sometimes, I was working in a school um, in Cheshire, um, worked there for six weeks to sort of address behaviour. And took Nala with me on occasion, used her as, as a resource. And it was so funny because you get the kids coming to the class saying, it's a dog. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. Um, but like, is. it's a dog. And they were like, literally had people call so in to the classroom saying, can we take Nala out, please? Can we stroke her? But then the funny thing was that transpired through that is then I had teachers as well yeah. stood at the door waiting saying, do you think I could just have a few minutes with Nala? Yeah, everybody um, needs to pet a dog. Really yeah, good and she's you. a really nice yellow Labrador with... Um, it's quite funny, actually. The breeder, another lady who came to my fitness classes, um, I bought Nala off her, yeah. and she breeds for Crufts, and she's really serious, and she does all the show thing. She's really proud of me, because so far, Nala's won Waggiest, waggiest Tail and um, Fancy Dress. She went Aww. as a fairy unicorn. Ah! Oh, so cute. there's Crufts and there's Nala, and she's yeah. like, she said, "Oh, wins a win, Claire," but I don't think she meant it. I've got a feeling when we promote this week's podcast, if you can send me a photograph yes, of your please. dog in full fancy dress of costume, we'll send it out with us at yeah. the same time. Yeah. My daughter bought her um, a lion costume the other day for another fancy dress competition, like you do, as you do. For a poor Labrador. But Nala looked like a lion. She had a little neck collar, which was all furry, like a lion's mane, and she looked really sweet. I love dogs. Nala was just degraded because her siblings have won Crufts, but you know, yeah, we've all have all. We got a rosette, and that's what counts. We've all got our position in society. (laughs) We can't all be (laughs) old. And with that. Mm. That feels like uh, a good point. <laughs> good place to end. <laughs> a good, good, yeah, a yeah. good place to end. Oh. Claire, oh, uh, seriously. For someone who said at the start of this podcast, guys, I'll let, you, I'll let you behind the curtain. I like to do this now and again. She was convinced she was going to bore everybody and she'd have nothing to but say. you don't know people are still awake yet. Oh, they will be. <laughs> trust me, they will be. Even if we've got to go around and individually prod all our listeners just to make sure. <laughs> they will be massively tuned into this. So... Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for allowing me the time to speak. It's been delightful. Thank you kindly. Thank you. Thank you.
So that was Claire, wasn't she brilliant? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. And I was just said at the end there, and she's the worst one. I've not known Claire very long, mm-hmm. but she's the absolute worst for doing this. She massively undermines herself. She said everybody was going to be fast asleep and bored, and she'd have nothing to say. And an hour and a half later, <laughs> you know, a full-on just conversation about all sorts yeah. of stuff. What, what a great conversation. Incredibly interesting to yeah. get the background on the police. Um, wow. Yeah, really eye-opening. Yeah. And also all the the different things that she covers when she goes into schools and unis. Yeah, an absolute life lived. And if yeah. there's anybody out there, therefore, that is interested in, in, in what Claire does, and she does it all across the UK as mm-hmm. well, do get in touch with her. Her website is www. Although I don't know why we have to say that bit anymore, because everything's www. Clarity One, C L A R I T Y O N E, UK, mm-hmm. UK, spelt UK, dot co dot UK. That's Clarity One UK dot co dot UK. And we'll you put can, it at the bottom. Yeah, and we'll put it on uh, the blurb at the bottom of, of the page for the podcast yeah. as well. And if you want to drop us a line, I don't know much, but at outlook.com. Send me your IDK and Bs. Um, Any questions as well. Questions. And we will also link some help websites for support, just in case anybody that was listening, you know, did. Yeah, any of the topics that we've covered today, we'll we'll throw some stuff in there. Yeah, just so you can get help and reach out if you need to. But, yeah, if you've got anything you want to ask us about, um, we can pass on to Claire specifically as well. If anybody wants to know any of her makeup tips about how to look like some sort of dabbing now as well. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. she'd be happy to share where the best manure is for and that how, how attractive many weeks smell. You have to leave it in a bag for? How many, yeah, how many, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the best chip fat to run through yeah. your hair? No, it was really, um, really interesting, eye-opening. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah. And that was episode four already. I know. Can you believe we've done four of these already? And next week... Did. We have the... Whoa, <laughs> Halloween special. <laughs> oh my, that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> was that Dracula? <laughs> the children of the oh, night. Oh, there we go, that's better, yes. What's with the music, music by Mike? <laughs> <laughs> that's my favourite love story ever. What, Dracula? Yes, Bram Stoker's with Brad Gary Oldman. Dra- <gasps> yes, The Great part movie. where he, um, you know, on the bed where he, he embraces her. Yeah. And the, the music is so beautiful. Yeah. It just gets me every single time. And then people are like, it's not a love story. I'm like, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. is. It's my favourite film. And you feel sorry for him at the end of it. I love it. And I've got the soundtracks incredible. Yeah. Which leads us on to the Halloween episode next Mm. week. And we've got um, a brilliant guest next week. Yes. uh, Natalie Joyce, who also happens to be my boss. (laughs) (laughs) However. She's amazing. Natalie is brilliant. And and Nat has got an experience of actually having done a paranormal TV show. I know. Which is, I want to ask her all about that. I want to ask her all about her, because she loves Halloween, her love of Halloween. Mm-hmm. I know her birthday's Halloween. So she's is it really? Of, it, it had, yeah, it's, yeah, she'll, she'll celebrate it October 31st. I can't 31st. wait to talk about witchy, spooky. Are you aware of the Uncanny podcast? No. Right. Gentleman by the name of Danny Robbins, who also wrote the play 222. Mm. That's, that's now doing its tour is around that what the Cheryl UK. Paul was in? yep Cheryl yes. was in it and yep. there's been loads of other people in there as well yeah. uh, and it's a ghost story it's fascinated with ghosts so yeah. he has the Uncanny podcast oh. which if I can rec- recommend if you like that kind of spooky stuff I do so I'll be all over give that. it a listen last Friday go to your BBC iPlayer mm. the TV version of it oh. all I'm going to say is Miss Howard 
Right. right? <laughs> okay. I'm going to be getting messages now going, right, I, if, you're, if you're particularly and easily spooked. Miss Howard. Right, the first episode's called Miss Howard. Okay. Okay, so this is, I'm just going to drop yeah. that in, in yeah. there. Um, so if you're easily spooked, I wouldn't suggest watching her at night, because it's a bit creepy. Oh. Right. The reason I'm mentioning that particularly mm. is because Thursday night this week, I'm going to see the podcast show live. Oh. In Wrexham. Amazing. So Danny Robbins is going to be there and his experts are going to be there and they're going to take paranormal cases. And this is what I'm interested in talking about next week. Oh, you're going to have loads to talk about then. There's people who believe, there's people who are sceptics. I'm yeah. one of those people that kind of, with a science brain, sit on the fence. Because mm. at the moment it can neither be proved or disproved. But science is coming round now though, Mike. Science is coming round. Mm. But people are undoubtedly having and and have had experiences yeah so what what are the what are they experiencing if you see a ghost and you and it's not a ghost then what is it what are you seeing we're gonna need three hours for this we are gonna need i've got so much to say we're gonna need hot chocolate and cookies uh, and a campfire and share ghost stories because i have personal experiences that i'm going to share with you next week which i have no explanation for um, but in the in the words of Danny Robbins and, the, and his podcast, mm. I know what I saw. Yeah, exactly. I know what I experienced. Me too, me too. Yeah. So it's going to be, if you like the spooky stuff, guys, particularly tune in for next week, yeah. you're absolutely going to uh, absolutely gonna love it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. With that, we're carry out. on. Enjoy the rest of your week. I will. And uh, we'll see you all same time, same place. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to I Don't Know Much But. Please subscribe and rate wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help. A big thank you to Hazel, Tara and all the staff at Safety Central. If you get the chance to go and visit them, please do. Your hosts were Michael Jones and Carrie Ann Stevens. Production was by Michael Jones. The theme music is Into the Beginning by Hartsman. This has been a Wolfstock production for the Acast Creator Network.